Okay, I have a question. Do you ever just sit down and watch people? Of course, not in a weird way, but do you notice how they walk or how they move? Do you notice how they act in a group or interact with one person? It can be such a fun and interesting thing to do. You can actually gather so much information by just observing. When I live downtown Chicago, one of the things I love to do on my lunch is just sit in this common area by the high rise where I worked and just sat and watched people. Not like a stalker, of course, but interestingly, I'd be so drawn to how they walk. I don't even know why, but how they walk told me so much, or at least how it appeared to be. I sometimes would think, oh, they must be really important just by the way they walked. They oozed confidence in a good way. Today, we're going to talk about six important daily habits that can powerfully up your confidence game. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. For most of us, self-confidence isn't something that just magically appears. It really takes practice. It's like a muscle that we need to build or develop over time. And not having confidence is really noticeable. It could have a major impact on our happiness, our career, success, or relationships, and so much more. The good news here is that you can improve your confidence by practicing specific habits each day to feel better about yourself, building that self-confidence muscle. Having a healthy self-esteem is vital to your mental and emotional well-being. You feel happier, more capable, and you are able to see the value and beauty in others more easily. When you want to become more confident, you first have to be conscious of what confidence looks like. As you think about confident people, and I'm not talking about the boastful, full-of-themselves type, I'm talking about the, the true, authentic, confident person. What is it that you see? Think about some people that you know that, oh, they're so confident and you admire them so much. Take a minute and write down the traits that you admire and that you feel like really makes them exude confidence. I'm sure we're going to be drawn to different things, but here are a few things that I notice. Confident people are composed. They speak with authority and their body language is strong, but it's really engaging. They make eye contact. They don't always need to talk. They listen really well. They're humble. They celebrate others and are free with compliments. They aren't afraid to say that they don't know or they ask for help. They make progress. They keep getting better and they take good care of themselves. So what was your list like? Did you think of more or different ones? I'm sure we could add a lot more to this list, but let's keep going. Identifying what confidence looks like in others will really help you to see more of how to go about building that confidence muscle. So let's talk about that. There are things you can do daily to build your confidence, and we have a lot of control of this, which is a good thing. Instead of feeling insecure and wishing we had this or wishing we could do that, let's work on it. So I'm going to share with you six habits. They're really powerful, and these are things you can do daily that will help your confidence levels rise. Number one, Training your mind and reframing your thoughts. There's no doubt that I think this is one of the main habits. 
Our thoughts are so powerful and how we choose to see things is so key. You might hear this a lot here on the podcast, but we can make so much headway in this area when it comes to confidence. The good news is that our brains are malleable, meaning that they can change and we can train them and help them to form new neural pathways. You know, I am learning so much about the brain. I love it. How our brains are plastic or malleable and how we can form new neural pathways, all of that. But I wanted to learn further to be able to explain really what that means and why it's important in what we're talking about today. I found a great article about the neuroscience of behavior change. I'll put the link below if you're interested in reading more. But here is a little bit. Neural pathways comprised of neurons connected by dendrites are created in the brain based on our habits and behaviors, and the number of dendrites increases with the frequency a behavior is performed. That's really cool. The article also quotes psychologist Deanne Weir, and she says this, when brain cells communicate frequently, the connection between them strengthens, and then the messages that travel that same pathway in the brain over and over begin to transmit faster and faster. With enough repetition, these behaviors become automatic. Reading, driving, riding a bike, they're all examples of complicated behaviors that we do automatically because neural pathways have formed. Okay, so let's bring that around to what we do here. How do we train our mind and thoughts to increase our confidence? We're going to talk about some examples. First, let's establish that our brains go for the easiest thoughts. It resorts to those things we normally think or believe over and over. So the first step is to really track our thoughts. Identify what those things are that you are saying to yourself or thinking to yourself consistently. Think about what those are and write them down. Some examples could be what are the things that you're thinking or saying to yourself in the morning as you're getting dressed? Are they positive or are they negative? Is it, ah, this looks so terrible on me? Or do you smile in the mirror at yourself? Are you thinking of doing something new like running a race or learning how to dance? Do you say, ah, I think I'd stink at that? Or do you think, I'm so excited, I'm gonna work really hard and it's gonna be awesome. Those are so different. I'm sure we could come up with a thousand examples because our brains are actually wired for the negative. There's a great book called Hardwiring Happiness by Rick Hansen, a psychologist, and he says this, If we have 10 experiences in the day, five that were neutral, four that were positive, and one negative, we are going to cling to that one negative experience the rest of the day. Isn't that funny? His book gives really good advice and teaches methods on how to use positive neuroplasticity to change your brain and life for the better. A good book. Super interesting. So I'll put the link below if you want to check it out. So we're not going to come up with a thousand more negative examples for sure. The point here is that we're going to make the effort to rewire these thoughts, to change them and train our brain to say the things that will increase our confidence. Repetition is the key here. So saying things over and over that are going to lift us up, encourage us, make us feel good about ourselves and our life, all of it. We have the control to do this. So isn't that really exciting? Let's move to number two, setting small daily goals. Yes, having big goals are so good for us. And yes, breaking down the steps to that goal is really important too. But that's not quite what we're talking about here. It can be, but even small daily goals that make you feel good are really important. The key here is consistency and making them really easy, doable. That's going to give your self-esteem a boost every single day. Okay, examples. <laughs> I love examples. Um, how about this? You want to drink at least four glasses of water a day? 
Check. You want to make your bed every day because it makes you feel good? Check. You want to put all your clothes away or in the hamper after work? Check. These kind of things. Make your quick list. It shouldn't be too long. And again, go for doable and be consistent. It's accomplishing these goals that we are wanting to do and feeling good about doing them. Checking them off the list. Isn't that a great feeling, by the way? Checking things off that you have accomplished. I love that. So write them down on a list if you have to, or if you're, you know, a check off the list type of person, or, you know, write them in your phone. But you're going to feel a lot more confident every single day from achieving these small goals. It may not seem like a big thing, but over time makes a big difference. Number three, continue to learn and push yourself. Sometimes we lack confidence because we're stagnant and we don't push ourselves. We get comfortable and stay in our own lane and we just do the same things over and over again. It's kind of boring. If we get too comfortable like this, then we're not growing. It's important to push yourself outside the comfort zone, as everybody tells you. Learn things. Be curious. Start something new. It's amazing the things that you can accomplish, things you never thought of or you thought you could never do. You'll have such a sense of pride in yourself, and in turn, your confidence will grow. Confident people take initiative. They push themselves toward a goal. They make progress. Confidence comes from competence, from building a skill or getting better and better. The more action you take towards something that makes you better, that challenges you, or brings you closer to a goal, especially if it's something you're really wanting to do, the more confident you will feel. Having a desire also to do something will really help push you and help you work on that skill. Or even seeing that you're missing some core knowledge to get even better, that will help to propel you forward. I have a friend that wanted to do the Chicago Marathon and raise money for a cause that she was just really close to. And, you know, she wasn't even a runner, but she was so determined to do it. She figured she could walk it. It would take her all day, but that's okay. She really wanted to do it. So that desire, coupled with the deeper meaning of really supporting a cause that she believed in, gave her the right motivation and propelled her into motion. So she trained and she trained. She followed that marathon training schedule that they give you. And she didn't run it. She walked. But little did she know how many positive benefits it would bring her let alone the amazing confidence. Let me share a few that she told me. She was so proud of herself for even committing to do the work, first of all. She didn't quit. She walked and in the process got in better shape and her clothes started fitting better. And she wasn't even doing it for a weight goal. She began to walk faster because she was just getting stronger. She became happier and she was so excited. She finished the Chicago Marathon, walked the entire time at a pretty good clip, by the way, raised a ton of money for an amazing cause, and felt incredible and super confident for sure. Isn't that cool? I love that story. Progress toward a goal, especially when it's something you want or that you're passionate about, even if you don't even achieve that goal, just working on it and making progress, you learn so much, you gain so many benefits and find yourself much more confident than when you started. Number four, learn when to listen and when to speak up. Have you ever been in a group and noticed how people talk or how much they talk or how much they don't talk and how much they listen? You just know the people who are more confident. They don't have to be heard necessarily. They let others speak, they listen, and they're really fun to talk to. 
The funny thing about confidence is sometimes when people are trying to act confident, when they're not, it can backfire. They might start to talk a lot or, you know, act like they know the topic and trying to impress everybody. They think they're sounding confident, but it comes across as kind of awkward and the lack of confidence becomes very evident. What we want to do instead is to be interested, to listen, learn about others. And and if you don't know something, be okay with saying that you don't know and then ask more questions. This shows that you're confident enough to, you know, not know it all because we don't, right? (laughs) We're willing to be taught. We can't know everything about a topic. And so to be a learner and a listener in groups, you'll be a lot more fun to be around. The other part of this is knowing when to speak up. This goes to saying something if you need to. Oftentimes there are situations, conversations at work or things in relationships or among friends, that kind of thing, that can cause hard feelings. Something is said and and then you feel bad about it or it just makes you feel kind of inferior. If we're not feeling confident or our self-esteem is low, we tend to not say anything. And then what happens? It totally can fester. Sometimes it can even be said with the right intent, but it's taken the wrong way. So in that case, how sad would it be if you didn't bring it up? What if you were at a party and you heard one of your friends telling a story about you that she thought was so funny, but you were mortified that she was telling that story? How could she be saying that one to everyone? I didn't think it was that funny. You were having those feelings and yet she was laughing and having a ball telling the story to the group. She thought it was harmless and cute, but you were embarrassed. This is an example of when to speak up. If you didn't, it would fester and then you would feel worse and worse about yourself. But speaking up, telling her how you felt or asking, you know, why did you share that story or trying to understand her and having a conversation about it goes a long way. You could understand her and her perspective and maybe even her intent was pure. She loved the story and she thought you were totally adorable, all of that. And her her intent was good, but by bringing it up to her, trying to share your feelings, it will go a long way because it, it not only deepens your relationship with her and builds trust with your friend, but it builds your confidence as you're speaking up for yourself. It's a big one. Okay, number five, stay in tune with yourself. And in this one, we're gonna talk about three things. So the first one, check in daily with the things that happened. This is really a good thing to get in the habit of when you reflect on your day. You reflect on, you know, how did that go or what things did you say? How did you show up in a meeting or how did you show up with others? When you really think about your thoughts and your words and things that you said out loud or even think to yourself, it gives you the opportunity to reflect and then adjust for the next day if you didn't like how something went. So the second part of that, refrain from comparing. And if you didn't hear last week's episode on how not to feel behind in life, go back and listen to that one for sure. We dive into the comparison game a lot. But when you're working on your confidence, constantly comparing yourself to those around you will be your ultimate enemy for sure. The third part of this is accept compliments. Confident people graciously accept a compliment. Learn this art. It is really a good thing to learn. Don't diminish what other people, you know, say to you. If someone was kind and tells you a compliment, just smile and say thank you. It's powerful and it makes both people feel good in the exchange. Moving on to the last habit, number six, take care of yourself and improve your body language. So the first part is really caring about how you look. 
whether that be how you're dressing or how you show up at work or at home, to even how much you care about your health. Meaning like when we're put together, we feel so much better about ourselves. Have you noticed that? Say you're invited to go out to dinner. You get dressed in nicer clothes, or maybe you put some makeup on or do your hair differently, or maybe you put on some perfume or cologne. You make an effort. This in and of itself causes you to feel more confident. So be aware of this. Notice how you feel when you stay in your sweats all day or in your pajamas versus how you feel when you get dressed up and you're more put together. And maybe you're not feeling good about your body. So what are we going to do? We're going to take a step and do something about it. This will really go a long way in feeling good about yourself. That's all I'm going to say about this one, because that could be a whole episode in and of itself. So I shared earlier about how I love to watch people walk. In fact, one specific thing I think is fun to share is I love how my husband walks. (laughs) I remember seeing him when we lived downtown and I saw him in the Illinois Center walking down the hallway and I loved his walk. It's confident and it just, I just like it. Maybe someday I'll share uh, the story of how we met. It's almost like, mm, it's almost like the serendipity movie. It's a really fun story. But anyway, so your body language says so much from how you hold your shoulders to the way you sit, to how you stand, to how you walk how you make eye contact when you talk to someone. There is so much science behind this. Amy Cuddy is a social psychologist at the Harvard Business School, and she has done some amazing work in this area. I just listened to her uh, TED Talk. Oh my gosh, I am going to leave the link in the show notes. You have to listen to this. It's called Your Body Language May Shape Who You Are. It has been viewed, are you ready, more than 60 million times. (laughs) And it's the second most viewed TED Talk. It's incredible. So she talks about spending two minutes a day opening up your body, she calls it, stretching your arms out wide and standing in a powerful pose. Imagine like a Wonder Woman pose or are your arms behind your head, anything where you can kind of like imagine this powerful position. So what this does is it gets rid of tension in your body and configures your brain to be either assertive, confident, or comfortable. She talks about the experiment and all of the things that she did for this, but she goes on to explain how this can shift your mind and alter your brain chemistry. Just two minutes a day. You can really develop this powerful habit and increase your confidence. She says, powerful body language and behavior don't just sway those around you. They can actually change the way you feel about yourself. Okay, let's recap the six habits as I really want you to take these and make them daily powerful habits in your life that will help build your confidence muscle. Number one, train your mind and reframe your thoughts. Remember, our brains are malleable and we have the ability to change our thoughts to more powerful ones. Number two, set small daily goals. Remember, consistency and easy are the key here. Number three, continue to learn and push yourself. Number four, learn when to listen and when to speak up. Number five, stay in tune with yourself. And the three components in that were one, check in daily with things that happened. Two, refrain from comparing. And three, accept compliments. And the last one, number six, take care of yourself and improve your body language. Having confidence in ourselves is so crucial. When we have healthy doses of it, while we still are being humble, of course, we are more effective, we're happier, we feel anything is possible, and we believe in ourselves. 
Remember, action conquers fear. So do this. This is your life. Create these habits and do the work to get there. Focus on who you are because when you work on yourself and build yourself up, it becomes a positive cycle that will breed more and more confidence and success. Going back once more to Amy Cuddy's TED Talk, one of her last stories toward the end, and I, of course, encourage you to listen to it after this podcast, one of her stories at the end was so moving. After it, she said this regarding confidence. Don't fake it till you make it. Fake it until you become it. Ah, it was really good. So let me leave you with a quote today from Amy that I love. Our bodies change our minds. Our minds change our behavior. And our behavior changes our outcomes. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.